Alright, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset with Bob Chang and Nick Davis. Um, today we have special news. We're doing our weekly recap like always, but now today we're in a car, okay? It's me and Nick in a small crowded car, um, and we're doing our episode because we're passionate and we're driven, okay? Absolutely. It's uh, time for this, our weekly podcast. We're excited for this. We're excited to see what happens, and now what Bob was saying earlier is that you know, he's like, okay, so most podcasts that he listens to, they're done in a car. They're just kind of free-living, spoken out there. And so now we're in a car. The only difference is we're not using our time efficiently. Our car is not moving. It's not going anywhere. We're just in a car. But either way, we're at Manifest Mindset, and we're having the podcast. Yep, we're here. Um, and that, wants, that leads me into a segue of what like I want to talk about. Yeah. So... I was listening to a podcast, one with a person in a car talking and driving. Okay. But he was talking about how there's two kinds of people. There's one type of person who's a dabbler and okay. another type of person who's a doer. Okay. Okay. So, so both both could externally be seen as busy. Well, yes. So let, let me explain. Yeah, so please, a dabbler, yeah. basically, um, they just sit, learn, and listen but they never actually take action. Gotcha. Okay. So they, they look at a pond. Yep. They dip their toes in it. They think it's so cold and then they just walk away. Okay. Right. So they, they approach it. They try to attempt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they don't actually just jump in the water. Right. Whereas a doer, they're passionate about what they do. Yep. And then they just go straight into the water like we're doing here. Right. So, so we're not dabblers just cause we couldn't find a place to, do a podcast episode just because it was busy and everybody was like around there and we didn't want to distract anybody from doing this podcast or with doing this podcast yep we found a place out of the ordinary inside our car and we're doing it right perfect love it but what, what do you what do you think about that so well, that reminds me of a little bit and it's sort of unrelated because that's how my mind works i just jump around a little bit um those quotes about how your body doesn't physiologically know that you have entered the gym. So just to to work out and to exercise, your body doesn't change its physiology once you step in those gym doors. You can exercise, you can move, you can do anywhere. The universe is your playground. And the best kind of people in life are people who chase opportunities. And the better kind of people in life, better than the best people in life, are the people who create opportunities. Huh. And so right now, you know, a little bit of resistance. So what? We learn how to adapt. We make it happen. Wait, can you see that last part one more time? Like, who creates opportunity? And what so, was... the best kind of people okay. chase opportunities. Yep. But the better kind of people, the people who are better than the best, they're the ones that create their own opportunities. Wow. <laughs> that is good. I like that. And that's it's all about, guys, when you're having a hard time getting up in the morning. Um, it's about the little simple things. It's about telling yourself you're going to do something, but then just doing it. Huh. Yeah, it's like the other day you are talking about living with intent. Yeah. And then, basically, I guess this podcast itself is right. doing it Doing it for me. Well, it's, it's my intent for today. Absolutely. And just getting it out there and just, just documenting, like our progress and like where we're going to go yeah, or where we want to go. I don't know if you agree with that. Absolutely. It's uh, one more piece of what we're doing for our life mission and talking, like we said about last time about you have your someday goal 
and you're doing everything you can, those little pieces of the puzzle along the way to reach that someday goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, as always, guys, I'm going to get the check out of my pocket oh, here. Oh, you have it today? I have it today. So, last time I left it in my safe, all stranded and abandoned, but today I have it. And we are going to grab this out. Check is here. Still as fresh as ever. It's in our car. In our car. And it's putting it on the dashboard. So it's like the best ticket you'll ever see. <laughs> you ever gotten a parking ticket before, Bob? I got pulled over once. Okay. I got pulled over once. Don't make it a second time. Yeah. All right. But I didn't get a ticket. Oh, even so, better. Smooth yeah. talker. <laughs> that was a good time. All right. But, so check is on the dashboard. Bob, remind us about what was at stake for this week. What was the goal that you had set out? So what the plan was, was that I was going to do... So I was going to do my weekly webinar on Thursday. Yep. And then three other webinars with a change in how I attract the people to the webinar. So either a different landing page yep. or a different system that brings people in. And that's lofty goal. And I just want to remind all you guys that Bob had a big uh, neuroanatomy, neurophysiology exam on Friday. So that's he did it on Thursday, had the big exam Friday. I think he still planned three more times before now to go ahead and get it done. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I didn't know how I, I did it. Well, I did it, first of all. So Good. Congratulations. I did a webinar Saturday at 12. Yep. I changed the landing page yep. on how people came in. On Sunday, I did it on Facebook, yep. Facebook Live. And Tuesday, yesterday, was it yesterday? Tuesday's yesterday. Tuesday, um, I did one on YouTube Live. Nice. Um, so three different platforms. Three different ways, yep, three yep. different platforms, three different, hopefully, landing pages Yeah. Um, that attracted people. But the problem was that nobody actually showed up. No, to any of them. Well, on the Facebook one, there were two people. Okay. But they were just people that were just scrolling through. Scrolling through, so they didn't um, remain on it. Yes. Okay. But, again, the purpose of this webinar is, is mainly to bring people through my, through my funnel, I guess. Yeah. And sharing my message and then eventually at the end selling them something that will hopefully bring value to them. And that's the whole purpose of, of the webinar, to actually make some sort of of source of revenue so right. I could start scaling the business itself. Gotcha. Um, that's the purpose of why I'm doing the webinar. Yeah. And so far, I've done it nine times. Yep. And nobody has shown up. Right. And each of them So have you have the technical two people, but incidental people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've done it nine times. Okay. They're all an hour and 15 minutes each. Wow. So I just... I was there... Even though I knew nobody was talking or knew, nobody was at the webinar, yep, I was still giving it on my all. Okay, I was still being passionate. I was I was still being that doer. Why? Of, what 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 within you? What within your message? What within who you are makes you want to still deliver that when you know nobody's listening? Huh? That's a great question, Nick. Well, first off, I I know I have to be accountable to you. Yep. Um, but also at the same time, if I'm accountable to you, yep. It doesn't mean I have to be passionate on the webinar or like do my, like put everything into that webinar. True. Um, but I still do because I know I have a message that's actually worth spreading. So I, after doing all these webinars, I finally really figured out what my real message is. Okay, so even by doing the webinar, is it the process of doing them over and over helped you refine your message? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. So it, some people may say it's a waste of time. But it doesn't sound like, at least as of right now, it doesn't sound like a waste of time. Yep. Well, well, I'm practicing at, at talking. Yeah. 
Like, I, I'm personally a very, like, shy, introverted, and I'm not really good at communicating things across. And here you are initiating podcasts. And here I am initiating podcasts and going on webinars for an hour and 15 minutes just talking. Wow. So, <laughs> can you believe that? I can believe it because I'm here. <laughs> oh, yes, but... Um, so basically, the message that I refined it down to is that when you go on these traditional diets and these strict diets... Yep. Um... Most of them tell you the hard way how to lose weight. And the the cycle is once you start a diet, mm-hmm. you become in this trap of going on a diet. Then you lose some weight. Then the diet's over. Then you regain the weight. Then you buy or do another diet. And it's just endless cycle of regaining and losing weight where you never actually make progress. You know what that reminds me of a little bit, Bob? What does it remind you of? You see in the gym, people... Loading up for a deadlift. Okay. Putting the weights on. Um, you know, they go from 205, or they go from 215, and, no, let's say, yeah, mixing numbers up. They go from 225, put some more plates on, they're at 315, and they've got perfect form. They deadlift fantastic, go ahead, perfect form, they get six reps in. They're like, all right, we're going up to, from 315, going up to 405. Mm-hmm. They can destroyed that deadlift they did a fantastic job great form great power great energy but the way that they pick up a 45 pound plate to put it on the end of their bar is crap for their back so when people are in the mindset of i'm gonna do this damn thing mm-hmm. what do they do they do they the do damn it. thing yep when they're in the mindset and focus of it but when they say Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not working out. Now I'm just moving my body and moving an object around. Looks like shit. Huh. So, when people are on this diet, when they have the intensity of, I am doing this for my life, for my health, to get better, whether or not it's the best way of doing it or not, they have that intensity. But then they've lost the weight, they get happy, they get complacent. Mm-hmm. See, complacency is a big illness. It is. It is, Nick. <laughs> Because once you get it, it sticks. And once you get complacent, you get worse and worse every moment. You, you don't have any, anything you're going after, anything you're excited about, anything you're passionate about. All the laws of what we are in our body, all the laws of physics, of entropy, of disorder. Anytime that you're not focused going after something, anytime you're not trying to better yourself, anytime you're not ingraining yourself in positive habits for who you are and what you're about you are passively dissolving in a way you don't provide stimulus to muscles it's not that they don't grow it's that they degrade they denature they don't have a stimulus they don't have a reason for being there so they're not there if you don't have a reason for what you're going after in your life why would you put energy into it Right. It's like, just for me to like reiterate for myself, but basically you're saying being complacent is the same thing as just moving backwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking that being complacent, being satisfied, maybe is even maybe worse than moving backwards. So you do move backwards, but maybe it's worse moving backwards because when you actively move backwards or do things that you can tell you're moving backwards... You're at least getting that feedback. You at least know. Mm-hmm. If you are 
I'm going to use one of the funny words from one of my exercise physiology professors back in the day. He'd always say, oh no, we have to get people up and moving. They're being too much of a couching potato. And I love how I say couching potato instead of couch potato. But if people are just sitting around the couch doing mm. nothing, yep. they're not keeping what they have. They're losing it actively. They're losing not only the neural impulses as strong, they're not only losing the glycogen stores, they're not only losing the muscle mass, having more fatty infiltrate, mm -hmm. but they're losing ambition. So, so my question is that, that, and that I totally agree with you, but my question is, how does somebody know, and there is no right or wrong answer, right. but like, how does somebody know if they're complacent at the moment and how do they get out of it? What, what, what's your yeah. solution? That's a good question because it does bring up that rest does not necessarily mean complacency. Okay. Because if you're... Uh, I, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So because you can you can rest, you can slow down a little bit for the sake and for the intention of doing more later. Hmm. And that's not later like five weeks later, but that's like we have to pace ourselves. Yeah. There's only so much sympathetic outputs, any so much heightened activity, only so much ways we can continue to push and push and push ourselves hmm. that's healthy and sustainable for yeah. us to keep doing it over and over. Okay. So... It's healthy, and it's not complacent to say, I'm going to go after this thing, and I'm going to take a couple hours off yeah. and rest so I can go after it harder the next time. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, I used to always feel guilty mm -hmm. of whenever I would play or do something, quote-unquote, fun. Yeah. That was outside of productive work. Right. Um, but it, it wasn't until I realized that rest is a part of the journey and play is a part of the journey absolutely and you need play and rest in your life to have i don't want to say like ba a balanced life mm -hmm. um but i want to say like a more like a fulfilled life yeah in order to like just be happy right right in my mind i mean for me physical therapy is one of the best careers and professions out there mm -hmm. in my mind for myself or who i am and there's no way in hell that I'm going to be miserable doing the best thing I could be doing. Yeah. If I've got this motivation, if I've got this passion for doing this, mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. And it, it's fun for me. It's fun to not only to, you know, get after some of the work that can be grueling sometimes mm -hmm. and get better, practice my skills, practice getting better for who I am, but have fun with the knowledge too. Have fun. I mean, I just like moving. I like going around going after stuff yeah and you've got to have fun in your life you've got to make it fulfilling mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, going back to this that idea of how do you know if you're complacent complacent or not and like how do you get out of it i wanted to share more of my thoughts too please about, so this is going back to what you were alluding to in the beginning like if you don't have intent yeah if you're not living your day with intent then you're complacent right i think that's the solid definition of well my solid definition of complacency yeah not living with intent and just not striving for a goal that you want to achieve that makes you want to live right i would agree like you could have a goal initially then once you reach it once you re reach that one day goal once once you reach that someday goal yep then you become complacent then you're satisfied then you're satisfied right yeah then you're not living with intent anymore until you find another 
thing to go forward. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Makes tons of sense. And, and the only way for you to get out of complacency, and this is just my opinion, is to really sit down and think, what do you want to achieve from where you are and where do you want to be in five years? Yeah. And what can you do to make sure that you get to that place? Yeah. Right? Exactly. And break it down. How do you get closer? How do you bridge that gap each time? Wow. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Made total sense, Bob. And, and that's the beauty of it. When people set these lofty goals, these high achieving missions, I'd encourage everybody to take pleasure in your accomplishments. Don't be discouraged by, I'm so far from what I want to be. Take pleasure in today or this week or this month. I bridged the gap. I might have had a huge long distance for where I am now to where I want to be. But over this period of time, I got closer. Mm -hmm. And that should feel good. Yeah. And I think just for me to like really stress to myself is yeah. that that thing that really that at the end of the day, you, you can say to yourself that, yeah, I did something that brought me closer to my goal even if it was just a, a crumb from yeah. the pie um that we talked about last time yep um one thing for me is to realize that you don't need it like that piece of crumb can be the smallest crumb in the world yep and you're still making progress right, right? It, it doesn't have to be 10 different things that you accomplish in a day yeah it could just be one thing right and that's that was one thing that i used to struggle with and sometimes i struggle with now yeah because i want to accomplish so many things towards where i want to go and then at the end of the day, it, it's unrealistic for me to do all of it. Right. And, and, and then, do you spread yourself too thin? Yeah. And then sometimes I get disappointed because I, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to do. You only did 7 out of 10 things. Yes. But then if you did 1 out of 10 things and just really said to yourself, okay, if I do 1 out of these 10 things, yep. I'm going to be happy because I made progress towards my goal. Yeah. Right? So if I did 7 out of 10 things, I should have been like extremely happy. Right. But then, since I had that mindset of, oh, I need to get all these things done, it really shifted me back to, like, a more negative mindset, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, how do you get out of that? How do you get out of that? Yeah, because it's easy to be in our position now where we keep reinforcing these things. But when you're in that negative mindset, mm -hmm. how do you, Bob Chang, bring yourself out of that? So, what I do personally is I surround myself with people that are like-minded yeah either in person or online okay so most of my friends i only have like a couple that are like-minded yep. that are that are really actually growth-minded that's mindset people like like you yeah um but most of the people that are growth-minded are the ones online right like through podcasts through books and then you just want to immerse yourself well i that's what i do i immerse myself into books podcast of just these people just throwing out growth mindset stuff yeah that really promote this positive thinking does that make sense absolutely so you you're creating you're selecting your community you're selecting who you're influenced by yeah and you're being intentional about what do i want to be influenced by and what do i want to be around yeah. and not only because you keep surrounding yourself with that are you obviously surrounded by it but You've got this thing in your brain called your reticular activating system. Okay. And what happens is, to keep a, this complex neurological system extremely simple, it is the part within your brain that says, I will pay attention to the important things. 
Mm-hmm. How does it know what's important? Because of what you pay attention to. So it's a constant feedback system. As you surround yourself, people, with these growth mindset ways of thinking, mm-hmm. when you're out in new areas, you automatically gravitate your vision, your perception is centered around picking up cues of other growth mindset people okay and actions yeah so you're anytime you intentionally do something you're setting yourself up for success in two ways you're setting yourself up for success because one you're actually doing something and you're doing it and two because you're focusing your attention on it you're setting the habit the groundwork for that reticular activating system to pay attention to what you want to focus on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, all the negative stuff, I just try, that, that happened in my life, I just try to push them away and just not, like, interact with them as much. Okay. Um, and sure, there, there are things that you really can't control. People right. who you live with, your family members, your co-workers. Right. Right? But, um... Really surrounding yourself with books, yeah, and podcasts and just videos. And there's a saying by Jim Rohn: "You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with." Yeah. And they, again, they don't really have to be in person as long as you spend right. the most time with um, people online. Yeah. You're gonna become the average of them. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and I agree with that. That neuroscience stuff. Yep. Um, of, of priming the brain. Yeah. To just focus on the area that you want to focus on as right. either Nick Davis or, or Bob Chang. Right. So that makes total sense. Exactly. And we're, you know, going after greatness, but greatness can mean different things to each of us. Greatness can mean different things to each of us. Okay. Yeah. Just how we define success. That may be differently. Our greatness may be different too. As long as we're still going after it, still chasing it, still bridging that gap. Okay. Huh. So it's all about, Pretty much it's all about, I was listening to a webinar today and they said, um, anybody could lose weight, anybody could lose fat mm-hmm. if they just exercise and eat a little bit less, like okay. just reduce their calories. That's basically it, right? Okay. For everybody. Um, and for success, yep. this guy was saying, it's just literally two things as well. It's just not giving up, not quitting mm-hmm. and just doing a little thing every day to reach towards your goal. Yep. That's basically it. That's like as simple as cutting your calories and exercising right right because according to science if you just cut your calories and exercise you're gonna lose some weight right um and if as long as you don't i I don't know about the 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 latter part of not giving up and um not giving up and and just doing a little towards your goal we'll we'll reach success or not because i really haven't gotten to where i wanted but i it it makes so much sense to me yeah of the calories and the, the weight i don't know if that made sense no, I think it does. And just like many other things, I'd say it's a very simplified version. Okay. And so that will absolutely help you get there. But is it the best way to get you there? And likely you'll have to modify that a little bit based on who you are, based on what you focus on. So yes, as general guidelines, absolutely. I mean, don't give up. That's persistence right there. If you're if you're persistent in anything, you will get better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Without you, a doubt. If you stay at the, the poker table for the longest, you're going to get all the chips. Oh, that's not a guarantee. 
<laughs> I, I, I would encourage some people not to say the longest. <laughs> yeah. Not, but but yeah, that that the, the message is as long as you stick with it. Right. Y- y- you'll get it at the end, right? So going off a side tangent with that and also our whole thing about let's have some fun along the way. Mm-hmm. So want to go on a little story about myself. So this last weekend, yep. I was out in Vermont and I did one of those big Spartan races. So like the whole running obstacle course thing, whatever. So I'd done a couple of them throughout the year and everything. And this was the biggest one I had done. Oh. It was the, they called the beast level. And so it's about a 13 to 14 mile run okay. wow. with about 30 obstacles to it. Okay. And this one happened to be in Vermont in on Killington Mountain which is a big ski place. Interesting. So they had us, you know, a lot of these obstacles, they're kind of jumping, climbing over high walls, having vertical walls that you have to scale in different ways, having um, ropes that you have to climb up, big cargo nets you have to climb up, crawl under barbed wire, carry carry a bunch of heavy stuff, big tire flips, um, swim out a very short distance to climb up a ladder attached from underneath the bridge mm-hmm. and then swing on some ropes from there and different things like that. So basically everything we did for that was that plus go do it uphill. Okay. Because it was a mountain. So I had a complete blast doing it. Okay. I was out there all the time but Bob, it kicked my ass. Yeah. It took me a long time to finish it and the last hour of that race I was dogging it. I was struggling. How long was it in total? For me, it took me five hours, 50 minutes. Six hours? Yeah. What? Now, I was far from the best there. Okay, yep. But I was far from the worst, too. Mm -hmm. I was about... I think I was, like, at the top 30% of men my age. And... Something around like twenty percent overall. Okay. Wait, just to for me to clarify. Yeah. It's six hours of continuous running and mountain climbing. Yes. So I I had to. I was power walking, a good amount of the uphills. Okay. Because there are some steep uphills. Okay. And going into it, I was strength ready for it, but I was not quite as cardiovascular conditioned as in an ideal world I should be. I see. But I finished. Yeah. I was struggling heavy for the last hour. But it's the idea of persistence. And don't quit. Yeah. No matter what happens, find a way. The brain will find a way. You tell it what to do, the brain will find a way to make it happen. I No, I agree. Like You could have saw the first steepest hill and be like, yeah, that's it. I'm going home. Yep. But you didn't choose to be a dabbler, right? Right. You choose to be a doer. Yep. You just persisted and just went with it, right? Exactly. So before the race, this um, one of the guys who he was amping us all up and stuff before like the starting bell or whatever, and he's saying all this motivational stuff. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. And then he went into, you know, I know a lot of you guys have a reason for running this race, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. For some of you, it might be you're getting over something or whatever. And a few weeks before the race, I thought about it for this crazy, insane race I'm about to do. That spiritually, I'm running this race with my dog. Now, my dog wasn't physically there, 
But I had forgotten about that for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, when that man said that I know some of you have a deeper reason for why you're doing this, it it hit me that every step that I take, every move that I make, I'll be watching you. No, um, old song quotes. <laughs> but every step that I take, I'm running that race with my dog. Now, Bob, my dog passed away two months ago. And his name was Zeus. He was a husky shepherd combo. And back in the day, that dog saved my life. Really? He was a complete brother to me. Now, I've got two younger brothers. Um, but that dog was a third brother to me. And he saved my life in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And, I mean, talk about... he. I just want to pay a little tribute to him right now because he was the way to live. I mean, he was out there pulling... So, you know the whole Iditarod thing? The husky dogs pulling the sled in, like, frigid Alaska? Yep. So he didn't do that in frigid Alaska. He was doing it more recreationally around here and stuff. Really? But he did that till he was age 11. Okay. Now, in dog years, that's pretty darn old. That is? And for a husky shepherd living to 16, that's pretty darn good. Wow. Um, But he was... He was the peacekeeper of the family. He had my back when nobody else did. And he is absolutely a large part of the reason of who I am today and why I do what I do. And I want to give a little throwback to tell a little story about me. Um, So I very much believe in doing the hardest thing first, doing the hardest thing in your life so that you feel capable and confident and ready to do everything else. Okay. So I was at a low point um, towards the end of middle school. Mm-hmm. And it's a while back. I'm in graduate school now. I was going through some mental health stuff. I was a very angry kid growing up. Getting in a lot of fights and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was 7th or 8th grade. I can't remember. But... The cops had to come to the house and take me away for a bit. Mm-hmm. And it was a certain tree under my house where they put me in handcuffs. And I had to go into the psych ward for a bit. When I got back, about a month and a half later, the first time I got back to my house, I remember getting back to my house. And my dog came out. And I met him underneath that tree. And I remember looking him in the eyes. I was kneeling down, giving him a hug, looking him in the eyes. And I just stared him in the eyes. And for the next 20, 30 seconds, he just stared back at me. Now, dogs don't normally do that. But for whatever reason, whatever things lined in the universe, he was just staring back in my eyes. And I told him, I made a commitment that I am not going back there. And I will do whatever it takes. I just told him, I'm not going back. And I didn't just mean not going back to the psych ward. I mean, I am not going back to the former ways of living. Mm -hmm. Of being angry 
of fighting, of going through all that crap. And so, when I said that, I did not believe myself. I did not believe myself one bit. I had 0% confidence that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But I had 100% commitment. Okay. And so I, I made a promise. I made an oath to him. With 0% confidence that I could do it. And I would use every cell in my body to make it happen. And it was, some people say take one day at a time, take one, you know, take an hour at a time. I was taking every moment at a time. I was in, you talk about being in sympathetic mode, fight or flight. Yeah. I was fight or flight. And I was, I was in survival mode for the longest time. But what happened was eventually as I, when I say the brain will find a way, I had to unwire my way of being. So neurons that fire together, wire together. I had to rewire my system completely. And it was agonizing. It was tough. It took so much energy. But what happened, Bob, is I got from 0% confidence with 100% commitment. I started getting to 1% confidence. 2% confidence. 3% confidence. And now 3% isn't a lot at all. But 3% is a hell of a lot more than zero. Mm -hmm. I started saying maybe there's a chance. Maybe. Just maybe. But I was still 100% committed. And to this day, I remain 100% committed to be the best I absolutely can be. And the time I spent with that dog and his memory and his love, my brother... That is one of the many things that keeps me going. Because to this day, I have 100% confidence in myself. And I still have 100% commitment. Wow. So if I could do it with 0%, there is no damn way I cannot do something with 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's it. My question is, is just just to dig a little deeper, just yeah, if you don't mind. but please. What got you to that 1%? What was that process of getting you, building up that percentage um, to 1%, 2%? Absolutely. It was consistency. Okay. It was consistency. It was follow-through. It was in something that was not easy to do and steering away from the easy path and plowing down the route I know I needed for success and paving my way through that. By doing the hard things. By doing the hard things and by doing it one action at a time. And for me, the hard things were just to live right. Just to not stop getting in fights, stop being so damn angry. And actually invest in myself. And those were the hard things for me. But when I did not want to do them, but yet I still did them moment by moment by moment day by day by week by week by month that's what brought me to one percent wow and so it it doesn't matter anymore if what i do if i fail or not that doesn't matter to me 
Because if I go after it with 100% confidence and 100% commitment, I've already won. You you already won. I already won. You already made that transition in your life. Absolutely. To, to become a better person. And that means you already won. Absolutely. Right? It doesn't matter if you reach your end goal or, or not. But you already became the best version of yourself. or And you're still aiming to come, become a better version of yourself. Exactly. Right? Wow. That was a powerful story. And so, yeah, I appreciate um, you listening, Bob. I appreciate being able to share that with you. And that's part of what makes me who I am. Okay. And so that's why my back's always to a, the wall a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm not going back. I'm not going. And that, that going back means one day back, one week back, um, one regression of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think that the most important thing someone can do is have full ownership over who they are. Yeah. To take that level of ownership of, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter what the external situation is. What are you going to do about it? You're right. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. Huh. Wow. It sounds. It sounded to me like you were in this... This dark hole yeah. that seems so deep to you and you couldn't get out, but you made that commitment to yourself and to your to your brother, to your dog, yeah. that you were going to do it. And it didn't matter how far deep the hole was. Yeah. Since you were committed, you were going to put all your effort into climbing out of the hole. Exactly. And then once you got out of that hole, you just started building more and more exactly. and more. Right? And I, I talk now about when I'm in this good state of who I am and the confidence in that, I talk about the glory, the pleasure, the enjoyment of bridging that gap, of getting closer. Hmm. I want to make a clear distinction. At that time, it did not feel good. Yeah. It still felt hopeless for a lot of it, but I still did it. Yeah. It's all about doing the hard things. Exactly. It's, it's about... So the obstacle is the way. Right, it shows you the direction you need to go, yeah. and that might not always be you plow head first through an obstacle. Mm-hmm. But you get through it, you get around it, you maneuver it. Mm-hmm. And please, for you and for everybody listening, don't just be satisfied with taking the easy way. Yeah. There is there is so much that you can do. There is so much ownership over who we are as people that we can take yeah it's incredible it's incredible the opportunities that we have and it's even more incredible the opportunities that we can make wow that that is an amazing story thank you for sharing thank you for listening Bob yeah um I want to talk a little bit about building off of that I want to talk about a little bit about I guess what I've been doing yeah recently um so you know how I, I do post on social media. So doing recent, two or three times a day. T- two or three times a day. So yep. that was the initial plan. Yep. Um, with one of my online mentors. Yeah, I remember you saying that after you do a certain number of days, he'll share a post or something. Like yeah. That. So recently, I was on the fifty-fourth day. Yep. And I decided not to post. Okay. So I I failed. Yep. Um. And what and was I, that like for you? Well, I, I post 
once mm-hmm. instead of twice. Yep. And I, I mean, I still got something out there, but I felt bad. Okay. About myself, but I knew that was like four or five minutes. Right. Because I knew my to myself that it doesn't matter if he gives me a shout out or not. Right. What matters is is me getting out of this dwelling state and just start again mm. the next day. So maybe it was almost I don't want to argue necessarily better or not because it hap- it is what it was was but you were more so if I say this right you were more disappointed at first because you weren't going to get his acknowledgement yeah and, and a little bit of letting myself down okay that was yeah. the initial disappointment yep but then I realized the next day as long as I don't dwell right and I just start again start again just because you fail once just because you miss one day of the diet or a day of workout or a day of whatever commitment you have. Yeah. That and doesn't mean that you miss it all. Yeah, and and a big part of it is is just training the getting hit in the face muscle. <laughs> so <laughs> he spent time with Mike Tyson. <laughs> like every time you fail, you get hit in the face, right? I was disappointed, I got hit in the face. Yep. And I'm I was training that muscle, so eventually, when something actually really does hit me in the face, that's, yeah. that's bigger. I'll be You're more not prepared phased. for it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that that's the whole thing with the webinar too. Right. I did it nine times. That's n- that's like ten hours combined. Yeah. Total time, and then plus two or three hours preparation time. When people show up, it's not like you're doing your first webinar. Yes, but it's also I failed nine times. Right. Yeah. N- nobody showed up nine times. Right. And I'm sure the previous me, maybe me two years ago, I would do it three times mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, this is not working. I'll just stop. Yeah. And for for you two years ago, would you say stop to how frequent you're doing things? Stop to the webinar? Stop to the posting? Stop to the whole business? What would you have been like two years ago? I would have just said, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. So what's different now? I guess really having... That drive to keep on going. Yeah. So it's it's realizing that as long as you're in the game, yep, you're gonna be in the game. Yeah. Does that make sense? As long as you're in the game, as long as you're playing, yep, you're in the game. In the game. Okay. But once you stop playing, no you're longer not in the game. game. Right? right. It's as simple as that. Right. So it doesn't matter how you many can't times. Can't win if you're not in the game. Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter if you're. I don't know anything about football, but it doesn't matter how. <laughs> How bad you are in half I, I, lo- I love that intro. Of I don't know anything about this, but here's an analogy. <laughs> we should do it. We should do a podcast just on that. No, but it doesn't matter how bad you are at, at halftime. Yep. But then, if you're still playing the game, you could still win at, at the end. Right. right? Exactly. I, I don't know if that made sense. If that was a good football analogy. I don't know if it was a good one, but it was one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically. Well, it's like for the um for women's basketball, UConn Huskies, debatably one of the best legacy teams in college basketball. They'll be up by 30 points at half. Coach goes into the locker room, says double it. The second half's just as good, if not better, than the first. Huh. doesn't matter how far you're up. You still play your level. Wow. It doesn't matter how, how far you're up or how far you're, you're down. Still play your you're level. You're still playing. Yep. Oh, my God. I never realized that, that second part of it doesn't matter if... And it goes back to the idea of complacency. Exactly. Exactly. That wow. That that is that if if you're playing at a high level that you're already winning, 
you should still be giving it your all to keep excelling. Absolutely. To not be complacent. Wow. I mean, I, I guess I have personally, I haven't reached that part yet. Yeah. And I'm still at that losing halftime. Right. But that, that is a really great reminder to me. Um, and yeah. Wow. So maybe we could talk about what we're planning what I'm planning to do next yes, week. Please. So next time we meet, so we don't keep this podcast too long. Yep, sounds good. Um, so what I want to start doing, so I'm going to do my weekly webinar um, probably this Sunday. Okay, so Thursday as well? No, not not Thursday. Not Thursday, okay. So, I don't know, what, what, what do you think? So, so my, I want to hear your thoughts first. So my thoughts, I guess it's, I'm kind of scared, to be honest. Okay. So... Scared of what? Because scared is directional. You're right. I, so I'm scared of... So I do my webinars in-house. Yep. So in my house. And I do them at night. Mm -hmm. And I have roommates. Or yep. I have housemates. And they sometimes they get like bothered because they want to sleep or study. Okay. And I and I talk enthusiastically for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty loud. Um... Maybe we could talk about that, of how I could work over that mindset, mindset. Yeah. I guess limitation. Right. Or like how I could overcome that. Yeah. Um, maybe I could just do it in my car. You know. Yeah. Or I could. What What, what do you think? Tell me your thoughts. Here. So for the webinar, how is it? How is it set up? Um, do you have, you know, do you have your face available, your image available, or are you just kind of going through different things you have set up? So I have a PowerPoint slide. Yep. And then I'm just talking. So you're just talking, so there's no visual of you? No. Okay. So, because that's the only thing I was wondering about, would that affect what it would be for, like, the quality of it? So that really wouldn't affect it as long as you have good internet. You're right. It, it doesn't matter, then. I could do it every day so, in my car. <laughs> we're not saying you need to do it every day, but I, see. I think I think it could be worth trying. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I Maybe I'll, I'll do it. Thursday, is this today? Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. No, I, I think I'll do it Sunday. Yep. Just for me to prepare my ads again. Good. Just to send it in. Right. Um, I'll do it Sunday at twelve. Okay. Um, but what I really want to do is is I want to dedicate. Well, I, I want to start posting twice again. Yep. Uh, it was yesterday where I failed, and I posted once a day because yep. I was getting a little bit complacent. Yep. Um. Like and what did you do to bring yourself out of that? What did I... So I, I realized I got knocked in the face. Yep. And that got me out of complacency. Yeah. Good. Right. And this is pretty much the whole thing why I'm doing this podcast yeah. too. So I could tell you when... Wh what my failures are. And then you're going to knock me in the face. <laughs> like... Uh, like f mentally wise. Right. Because I, I'm, I respect you and, and per if I don't do something, I feel like I let you down. And that's a big knock in the face You're looking to for me. the accountability. Yes. Um, I want to start posting twice a day again tomorrow. Okay. And I want to spend an hour each day in either a Facebook group yep. or an Instagram group, just, or Instagram post and just replying to people and just helping them out. I like that. Okay. Um, I like that. So a different, different style outreach through that. I'm sorry? A different style of outreach. Yes. A different style of outreach, different style of of bringing value to people yeah, to eventually bring them to me, which right. allows me to help them even more. Yeah. Right. Um, 
That's what I want to do. I've okay. been wanting to do that for three weeks. I think okay. I mentioned this like a few weeks ago in the podcast, but I never actually right. set it as a accountability thing. Yeah. I remember that, that idea of it took me four years to start. Yeah. It took me three weeks to start for that. Yeah. Well, I'm thankfully, do you're still doing other things to build up to it. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, I want to do that. Okay. So, one more time, in your own words, clarify that goal. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start posting twice again on Instagram yep. and Facebook. And I am going to uh, put... Um, I'm going to spend an hour of my time each day, yep. go into Facebook groups, so 30 yep. minutes Facebook groups, 30 minutes Instagram posts, and just provide value to people and just answer as many questions as I can. I like it. So that's that's the plan. I like it a lot, Bob. Um, since this is more of a continuous one, yeah, and it's not like a, a weekly one where, where where you where it's like a set deadline, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's not I complete it by next week right? But because it's a continuous one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to structure that for this check. What would, and so it doesn't have to be within the confines of the check itself, okay. but it can be within, you know, you say the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Yes. I'm not saying that you should dump out tons of money, yep. but what would help you be, cause the point of this is for you to be accountable and you to feel accountable. Yeah. That something's on the line. Yep. What would help you feel accountable for that, for something for those things every day. I don't I don't know. I guess the biggest thing is I don't want to disappoint you. Yeah. And I don't want to disappoint people listening. Right. And I don't want to disappoint myself. I have a great idea then, Bob. Okay. How about the goal for next week that we put the check on the line is? Yep. Is starting tomorrow. You do that every day that you're talking about. Okay. Post twice a week to uh twice a day. Yep. And the 30 minutes Facebook, 30 minutes Instagram, providing content, providing some quality for them. Yep. And when we meet next week, your assignment will be to do that for each day until the day we meet. Okay. And to come up with an accountability system for that part of it going forward. Okay. I like that. Does it seem like an okay game plan? Yeah. It's going to help move you closer to who you want to be? I think so. One way to find out. One way to find out. Just just do it and go straight. Keep going straight. That's it. Do you have anything else you want to add? That's it on my end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. We're still in our car. It's, it's dark now. The light went out. But I'm going to hand you back the check for $300. All right. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Manifest Mindset.